Welcome to another episode of Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. Before we get into our next part of Deuteronomy, I want to tell you about our season sponsor, Kaleidoscope Kids Bibles. Kaleidoscope help kids and parents bridge the gap between storybook Bibles and adult translations by retelling every book of the Bible at an elementary or primary age reading level in beautifully designed single volume chapter books. What I love about Kaleidoscope as I've looked through their volumes is that they're not afraid to tackle the big and hard books of the Bible. Proverbs, Numbers, Daniel, Revelation, these are all big books that might seem daunting to read with your kids, but wonderfully Kaleidoscope are committed to providing a fresh way to get them open together. Pick them up at tenofthose.com. Welcome to Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. We're delighted to be back in your ears. I'm Felicity, I'm in the US, and this is my sister Sarah, she's in the UK, and this episode we are cracking into the next chunk of the law bit of Deuteronomy. We're in chapters 19 through to 26. Good to see you, Sarah. You too. Good to be back. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about my biscuit choice, actually. A listener, a kind listener, sent me a box of Fox's classics, like a selection box. And, you know, can you ever just eat one from a selection box? So Hard. What's your favourite? Well, the like uh, the sandwich, the kind of like little sandwich one. It's got it's got like a normal plain biscuit, and then it's got a little chocolate mm. filling, and then you know, just, oh, chocolate I, filling, not just cream chocolate. Oh uh, okay. yeah, no, I love a little bit of chocolate in there. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, so tell us, you have been well, very much enjoying getting into the book of Deuteronomy, and particularly this week, I feel like there's been a kind of particular process you've gone through um, in order to to kind of get into it. So, can you help us see? How have you got into this part of the book, which is by no means a go-to, an easy part, an easy part? It's not your natural kind of pithy verse part of the Bible, is it? Like it is, it is hard to get into. But there are some practical things I have done, and um, which have really, really helped me to kind of see some patterns emerge in this part. So um, the first thing I did, and I've done this a, f- a couple of times, um, and I've gone through and tried to label each part of the law. So actually, each law that's mentioned, I've just tried to kind of label label it under one of the Ten Commandments because we had those ten, ten Commandments at the beginning of Deuteronomy. That was like the kind of set up as like the you know the thing, and then this is now fleshing that out. So I've just basically, you look at my Bible and you see I've got numbers all over the place because I'm trying to kind of pick out how it's fleshing out the Ten Commandments. So that's the first thing I did. I've then highlighted everything in one colour to do with the identity of God's people. So all the way through this section and through the last section last week as well, everything in pink is is to do with God's kind of, you know, God's people, their identity as his rescued chosen people. And that's just really helped me to see how it's framing the law. Um, Then I've highlighted other repeated phrases. So things like uh, there's a lot of mentioning of purging from evil. There's a lot of mentioning of the word detestable again. There's a lot of mentioning of God's generosity and character and blessing. So I've just kind of, again, gone through with those things. Um, the thing that surprised me most in this was that I be- I then basically wanted to go back to the beginning of Deuteronomy to find the, you know, love the Lord your God with all your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> because it was starting, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, this just feels like it's love your neighbor in, in action. And I went back to the beginning and I was like, oh, hang on a second. Love your neighbour isn't in Deuteronomy as a verse. That, <laughs> which is kind of funny because uh, like you said that to me a little while ago and I was like, what? what? I know. I texted you this morning. I was like, it's not in here. So which then I was like, well, what do I do? Because this feels like this is just summing up loving your neighbour. So then I typed in Bible Gateway, love your neighbour. 
And it turns out it's only in one place in the Old Testament, in Leviticus chapter 19. Um, but it, and then Jesus puts it together with love the Lord your God. Um, and then Paul picks it up in Romans and Galatians. And this has been the thing that's then really helped me to then kind of bring context and really read this. Uh, so I thought I'd just, should I just read out the Romans and Galatians verses? Have we got time yes, for that? Yes, please do, please do. Okay, so Romans 13 uh, verses 8 to 10 say, whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be, are summed up in this one command, love your neighbour as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbour, therefore love is the fulfilment of the law. And then Galatians 5, verses 13 to 14. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbour as yourself. And those two have really shaped how I've then... They've basically articulated what I was beginning to see in this chunk that we're doing. And it's just, it's opened it up for me. And yeah, that, so that's basically how I've started to get into it. That's so helpful, Sarah. Thank you for being so transparent about that. I know it's really just, how do you even begin? And that's just a really good starting point. So thank you. And let's, with those New Testament kind of nuggets in mind, let's get into our chunk, big chunk. We're actually going to chunk it up and we're going to do little um, bits all throughout chapters 19 through to 26. And so we're going to start with 19, chapter 19, verses 1 to 7. I'm going to read that one. When the Lord your God has destroyed the nations whose land he has given you, and when you've driven them out and settled in their towns and houses, then set aside for yourselves three cities in the land the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Determine the distances involved and divide into three parts the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, so that a person who kills someone may flee for refuge to one of these cities. This is the rule concerning anyone who kills a person and flees there for safety. Anyone who kills a neighbour unintentionally without malice or forethought. For instance, a man may go into the forest with his neighbour to cut wood and as he swings his axe to fell a tree, the head may fly off and hit his neighbour and kill him. That man may flee to one of these cities and save his life. Otherwise, the avenger of blood might pursue him in a rage, overtake him if the distance is too great and kill him even though he's not deserving of death since he did to his neighbour without malice or forethought. This is why I command you to set aside for yourselves three cities. I'm now going to read chapter 20, verses 1 to 9. When you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and an army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them, because the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt will be with you. When you're about to go into battle, the priest shall come forward and address the army. He shall say, Hear, Israel, today you're going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. Do not panic or be terrified by them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. The officers shall say to the army, Has anyone built a new house and not yet begun to live in it? Let him go home or he may die in battle and someone else may begin to live in it. Has anyone planted a vineyard and not begun to enjoy it? Let him go home or he may die in battle and someone else enjoy it. Has anyone become pledged to a woman and not married her? Let him go home or he may die in battle and someone else marry her. Then the officers shall add, Is anyone afraid or faint-hearted? Let him go home so that his fellow soldiers will not become disheartened too. When the officers have finished speaking to the army, they shall appoint commanders over it. And then we're going to 22 verses 1 to 8. So chapter 22. 
If you see your fellow Israelites' ox or sheep straying, do not ignore it, but be sure to take it back to its owner. If they do not live near you or if you do not know who owns it, take it home with you and keep it until they come looking for it. Then give it back. Do the same if you find their donkey or cloak or anything else they have lost. Do not ignore it. If you see your fellow Israelites' donkey or ox fallen on the road, do not ignore it. Help the owner get it to its feet. A woman must not wear men's clothing nor a man wear women's clothing, for the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. If you come across a bird's nest beside the road, either in a tree or on the ground, and the mother is sitting on the young or on the eggs, do not take the mother with the young. You may take the young, but be sure to let the mother go so that it may go well with you and you may have a long life. When you build a new house, make a parapet around your roof so that you may not bring the guilt of bloodshed on your house if someone falls from the roof. Thank you, Felicity. Um, wow, there's there's a real range there, isn't there? And we've only just we've 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 just plucked a few passages there. There's there's so much more we could have read. We could have read any of it really. Um, I wonder whether do you want to just tell us what what struck you reading reading all the way through this chunk? What what most struck you? Do you think? I think, I think what's been kind of mulling in my head as we've been approaching this whole thing is how much this these words, this law reflects the character of God. Mm. And as we read it and we're kind of thinking, before we even get into the nitty gritty of what this actually looks like to play it out this side of the cross, um, this picture is is beautiful. That if these laws were all kept, people would be cared for and looked after and seen. I've been really struck by like the empathy, the kind of, like this law sits with, the woman who who's in trouble with the foreigner, with the widow, with the fatherless, with just you even know, the, with animals, as you I just know, read, even the bird's nest, the bird's nest, isn't that amazing? <laughs> there's just there's just a real picture of compassionate, tender yeah. love, and I think that's just been really striking. And I think as I've been um, in Deuteronomy more and more, I've just been struck by God's righteous character, like His glorious. It's it's yeah. made me love the Lord more before yeah. we even get into thinking um how we apply it. So that's been a big thing for me, I think. What about you? Yeah, um I think really similarly. So I it's really striking just that first passage we read about the cities of refuge. That is such mercy to provide a city of refuge for someone who has unintentionally killed someone. Um such mercy to um make provision for people who to go home from the army in a number of different ways. Um, but the word that kind of I've written basically on every page throughout the whole way through is honour. That seems to be, that just kept ringing out for me. And it's not that the word was used, but the way people are kind of lifted up and exalted, like God's image bearers are kind of honoured here in every way. Um, that that it's really honoring to people and as you say it's really honoring to the vulnerable it's really honoring to those who in ancient laws would not have been given any precedence um or any provision there there really is provision here and i just think it's beautiful in that and i think that surprised me because i think i was just going to think oh this is just going to be hard work but yeah. <laughs> as you, as you say it's kind of in our hearts have been enlarged as we've seen the honour given to people in a in every sphere of life, like yeah. I mean, it really is. It covers everything, doesn't it? I, I think that's it. And and for us, you know, we're not really in the habit of going to war and these kind of things. But what we're seeing is that every aspect of life is being covered. Well, actually, that maybe that's not right. Maybe it's not every aspect of life. But what we have is this, is this principle that everyday life, whatever that looks like, 
is impacted by God's word because there will be mm-hmm. situations that are not described here. So there's a, there's an element of wisdom here, isn't there? So this is kind of the principles of wisdom by which you then seek to to live life. And ultimately, we're seeking to reflect the righteousness of God as we righteously live with one another. That seems to yeah. be the kind of underlying principle. Reflect the love of God as you love one yeah. another. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But one of the other things that strikes me is the distinctiveness of the way in which these people are called to live. So mm, okay. to, to be part of God's people is to be set apart and to be different and to be holy and to do things in ways that the nations around them were not doing. Yeah. And and like while, you know, like as we think this side of the cross, what does it look like to even begin to apply these things? I think a kind of primary kind of thought has to be because I am rescued, redeemed, because I'm in Christ, I need to be willing to live differently to be distinctive yeah. from those around me and not for sort of any random reason, but because our God is gloriously compassionate and kind and righteous. And I guess we go and not wanting to kind of fast forward to that point too quickly. We, we go to Jesus to see that in reality, don't we? We go to Jesus and we see how willing he was to stand up for the vulnerable, to stand up for the ostracized, to draw near his heart was kind of overflowing with compassion. That was his very heart, wasn't it? And you see that fleshed out in him, what we have written down here. Um, and it is beautiful and it is distinctive and it is striking. And it made people sit up either to turn to him or to turn away from him. And I guess that that is what happens here as well, isn't it? Like yeah. people then through the rest of the Old Testament are either drawn to Israel or they harden and turn yeah. away. Yeah. Um, but maybe we should um, kind of get there in the sense of like, what is it to be us here now reading mm. that then? So for them then, they're living in this kind of theocratic society, aren't they? Like there's a very particular yeah. structured society. We're in a different structure. But as people who we sit, we read this, we see we can't keep it. Like our righteousness is not dependent upon keeping the law. Our righteousness comes yeah. because of our faith in Jesus. So we've run to Jesus. We're in Christ and yeah. as those who are indwelt by the Holy Spirit, we then come back to this, not as a means of salvation, but actually as a means of living the godly life that we're commanded to live yeah. as Jesus' followers. And so there's a freedom in which we then sit with this and wrestle with it and work out what are, what are these principles, what do they look like as we yeah. seek to reflect our God. And I think that is really helpful. And I love kind of Paul's slant on that in Galatians, that he's like, you're you're free but this freedom you have in Christ isn't to indulge the flesh. It's to love and it's to serve humbly to serve others. And I think just really seeing that. So I think, I don't know, like, should we just pick out something that's particularly struck both of us in terms of how it's driving to our hearts? Um, yeah. For me, it's, it's, it's looking out for the vulnerable. It's looking out for the widows, the fatherless, the foreigners. And actually we have people coming into our church most weeks who need to be looked out for and actually just what does it look like to honor them what does it look like to to seek to 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 give them the best of my time the best of our resources the best of ourselves to honor them to exalt them and to lift them up to where where god sees them mm. yeah so good and i think i've i've been challenged by just literally the idea that I can let this word go to work on my heart. Mm. And it's not just an interesting historical lesson, yeah. 
but actually God is at work through this word. And and what does it what does it look like to let this kind of seep into my everyday? I mean, <laughs> I don't know whether this is right, but I, I was reading it and thinking about the parapet, building a parapet. And, you know, that basically, <laughs> yeah. that you would be looking after the welfare of people in your charge. I think that's what you're saying. And then I looked out, and we've got a lot of snow and ice, and our, our pavement in front of our house is just really treacherous. I was like, I think I need to clean it. I, th- yeah. I think I need to clear the ice. <laughs> well, there you I go. Feel like I, I feel like I built my parapet by clearing ice. <laughs> but you're but I, like, yeah, that is there is something in that, isn't it? So you're not you're not directly obeying this law specifically, <laughs> but there is the kind of the tone of it, isn't it? That actually look out for the people who might be injured on your watch, like on yes, your. That's on exactly your, that was okay. the thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, I think what struck me as, and I think we maybe were talking about this earlier, but. It is hard work to get into this part of the Bible, but it it's it's bearing fruit, isn't it? Like we've had some really good conversations, and this is just the beginning of it. And I really, I just, I think I've been really surprised at how yeah. rich this has been. I think we've kind of been like, you know, bearing ourselves up for it, going, "Oh, how are we going to do it? We're getting to the law bit," and actually, the Lord's just really surprised us, and He's like, "This is this is good for you." Yeah, and I, I'm actually feeling like I want to spend more time in it which is surprising I feel like there's been a bit of a shift in my heart I think it's it's suddenly gone too quickly I'm like no I know (laughs) I'm really yeah I'm I'm excited to really work out what it looks like to uh, to be obedient and to live this this godly life and to have this word contribute to what that looks like I think that's been something that's excited me and to kind of the the chapter 26, as we said last week, 12 and 26, they kind of bookend this law section with worship, don't they? And just kind of actually, as we seek to want to live this way, it is out of worship to the Lord and all that he's given us and all that we are in him. And just keeping that front and centre, I guess it's the love your, love the Lord your God and then love your neighbour, isn't it? Like it's it's that. Yeah. It's Jesus, yeah. like Jesus it. said it, yeah. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? I know. Like, shall I pray for our hearts as Please we do. hear this word? Heavenly Father, we thank you that your word is living and active and we praise you that that's true in Deuteronomy just as much as anywhere in the Bible. And we thank you for the ways in which you are working in our hearts and we pray that you would help us, please, all of us, those listening and us here to um, listen carefully and to be wise in how we seek to obey you. Please would you give us soft hearts that we'd be eager to let your word seep into every little nook and cranny, every part of our lives, that we might be those who who live out this beautiful life, who follow Jesus full of godliness and truth. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Is is a nook and cranny? Is that an English you know, phrase? As I said, that, I thought <laughs> I think that probably is, and then I added. I th- felt like I added in a little qualifier of like you know every part, part of our life. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Uh, the Lord knows what you mean. <laughs> multilingual. I'm glad. Brilliant. Brilliant. Ah, oh, what a joy! Yeah. I can't believe we're kind of you know we've got a few more episodes to go, but still, this is going. This is going quick. I don't know if there are listeners are feeling like it's going quick, but I'm really enjoying this. Um, if you have enjoyed this season, if you're enjoying getting to Deuteronomy with us, would you leave us a review? That would just be so helpful for others to find us and hopefully share the joy of Deuteronomy. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Yes, we will indeed. see you next time for chapters 27, 28. Looking forward to it. Yeah. See you then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's been sponsored by 10 of those and Kaleidoscope Kids Bibles.